1: You're listening to The Gold Derby Show on The Gold Derby Podcast Network. Welcome back to Gold Derby. I'm Christopher Rosen. I'm joined by Joyce. King. Joyce, it, it's Tuesday. Uh, yesterday was the Oscars luncheon. Did you happen to see a lot of that on social media? Um, as always, except for last year, obviously. Right. So they returned in full force uh, a lot of photos of famous people mingling, being taken by Oscar pundits.
0: Except we, we didn't get the full class photo because COVID. But apparently they're going to do a composite of like, yeah, a lot of, I got to say, the 20
1: people the most, shots they kept doing. Not the most. Uh, so they had the the event. It seemed like you needed uh, 48 hours, within 48 hours, a negative test. And then everybody's mingling without masks, whatever. And then they everyone's going to get COVID. Then yeah. they did spacing on the photos, so like the COVID was not in the mingle part, but obviously on the day, as maybe there was more COVID.
0: I guess there's there's definitely COVID in, in like the cocktail hour and at
1: the tables. <laughs> I don't, maybe not though, because you didn't have to wear a mask at the table. so I don't know. Um, but no, so Joyce, there was a lot of uh, we, it was a fun event yesterday. I felt like because like watching the, the tweets and stuff and reading the recaps, uh, you got a lot a good sense of. Uh, I guess the tone of of the the nominees on the Oscar telecast changes. And then also a lot of trying to read the tea leaves of what was, what nominees excited people. Sounds like uh, in Best Supporting Actress, I sent you this tweet last night. Anjanae Ellis got a lot of applause, but I also saw that uh, Ariana DeBose also got. I mean, who is not going to get applause there
0: if you're physically there and they say your name and you're going to, and especially if you're a celebrity and you walk to the stage. We do this every single year. It's like, oh my God, someone really ranked high on the applause meter They're going to (laughs) win.
1: I will. So everyone got applause, but those seemingly those got more. I would say we talked about in our, our column, maybe an upset in best supporting actress that I don't really believe will happen, but Anjanae Ellis would probably be the upset pick if it would happen. And I guess we'll see a BAFTA.
0: It's still weird. She did not
1: make zag. It's very strange. That's, I mean, that's why I think if she had made zag, we would maybe be a little more bullish on her potential upset potential. Um, but <laughs> uh, we'll see if BAFTA this weekend. Maybe she does upset, but. Uh, so that was one thing. And then all the nominees seem really mad. A lot of them, at least, about the the telecast change that remains a hot button thing. We had Denny Villeneuve and Jane Campion earlier this week. Steven Spielberg said it was bad. Uh, at the, the Times quoted uh, the Dune editor, uh, Joe Walker, who is not pleased with it. Uh, so, yeah, but they're not going to change their minds. It doesn't seem like.
0: I mean, we've talked about this when they announced that like they purposely waited until like a month out. Cause last time they did it in August. Yes. And then they realized, Oh, we should wait as long as possible. And then just really hold our foot to the buyer.
1: I forgot which article it was in was one of these recaps. Uh, they were, somebody was saying that they had talked about doing it at the 91st Oscars as well, which was, even well,
0: that before. was the one that was when, when oh, they announced the it in August. We've had a- That's how long ago it was. Well, this is only 94. It's only three years. Oh my God. That's
1: only three years. (laughs) Can you not do (laughs) that? They announced
0: the like popular film um, and like those changes in August, 2018 for the 2019 ceremony. And then people were initially mad. They reneged on popular film, like a month later, but they didn't comment on the removal of those categories until like in February when, you know, the show was coming together and then that's when, you know, Hollywood like drafted the letter and everything. And then I,
1: I remember all of this. I just feel like it was uh, not three years ago. I think as I don't know, time is time is strange Joyce, uh, as always. But uh, so that was one. Well, thing we've
0: that- had a whole pandemic since then. We're yeah. still in a pandemic and right. we're still having
1: events. So the other the other one thing I wanted to flag from the uh, from the luncheon was this incredible quote. deadline had a Pete Hammond's recap, had this incredible quote from Denzel Washington as he was waiting for his car at the valet. We'll read the read between the lines on this one, Joyce. For me, this is the Denzel quote quote. For me, this is just a fun thing to do. People talk about is it Will or me or Andrew Garfield? It could be anyone, but I'm happy at this point to be invited to the party. So okay. Uh,
0: so we like we talked about this last week. Was it like in our SAG one or like our regular one last week? Like he's voting for Will. <laughs> like so a, he's voting
1: A, he's voting for Will. <laughs> B only Andrew and Will and Denzel. No offense to Javier Bardem and Benedict Cumberbatch, and perhaps it was strategic not to mention Benedict Cumberbatch as he is maybe Will's toughest competition. But Denzel is just like, hey, it might be me, might be Andrew, might be Will. Great time though, I'm excited.
0: Um, I'm telling you, it's because Benedict said in an interview he was most excited to meet Will Smith. <laughs>
1: That's why. <laughs> I will say in the brief, like the so, like I said, the social media videos, and like Denzel looks like he is having. The time just like, like
0: he is living his best life. Like he knows he's not winning. This is just like his last nomination for Roman Joe Israel Esquire that nobody's all. Like he knows he's not winning. The last time he thought he could win was for offenses when he won SAG, and even then I was like, Casey Affleck just literally swept the season except for SAG. <laughs> right.
1: So I, I yeah. do think there is when you have a veteran like Denzel or and in, in any time who's been multiple uh, nominated multiple times, there is a, a definitely effort sense where they're just like. This is a lot of fun. I just get to hang out and be Denzel. Yeah, it's just like when Nero
0: racks up these noms now and like she knows she's not winning.
1: I was watching uh, this weekend choice old Billy Crystal Oscar monologue openings. Which one? I watched the 93 one, which is, uh, I believe, the year uh, Few Good Men and Crying Game were nominated. So you get the really problematic problematic Crying Game uh, spoof. But just I watched the whole opening. You have Jack in the front row. Billy is just completely playing to Jack Nicholson the whole time. And it just reminded me of the Denzel. I'm like, Denzel needs to be front row at the Oscars and just like taking the Jack place, I think, as like the he guy has like, when the
0: he's first. when he's nominated, like he'll he'll probably be center like middle row.
1: He's got to be. I, I just felt like watching it. Jack was nominated that year for uh, a few good men, obviously. And he was just having the time of his life watching.
0: Well, Billy. well remember was- when Denzel was nominated for Fences, he was. Front row center, and they opened a show with Justin Timberlake "Can't Stop the Feeling," and he was like completely dancing in Denzel's face when he started
1: going into dial. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Denzel loved that. Uh, so, Joyce, well, we're gonna we're not talking about the Oscars though. Yeah, we're we're not talking about the show. I guess we're gonna do our Critics Choice Award pick because this weekend, Joyce, it's a humongous weekend. We have the Critics Choice Awards, we have the BAFTA Awards, the DGA Awards. Are this weekend, right? What else? There's there's
0: a lot of things this week, really. Right. <laughs> It just is a very like we're visual effects. Is night. We're, yeah, today's Tuesday,
1: March 8th. Yeah. <laughs> just throwing everything in. Uh, but we're going to focus on the critics' choice. Words choice. Uh, let's start, I think we should start with film. And we'll later do TV. We're going to do this all in one thing. So if you're watching this.
0: TV little, is always last, but first in our hearts.
1: Right. If you're watching this and like, I don't care what they have to say about these movies. Again, mm-hmm. want to see what they have to say about Succession. Uh, you could skip As it. always, when are right. we not talking
0: oh. about Succession?
1: <laughs> but we're going to start with the film. I think we should just go through from the top. We haven't talked about these very much. Uh,
0: Well, you you know, it's also been three months since they announced nominations. Uh, So do you want to start with Best Picture?
1: Sure. (laughs) Uh, So the nominees were, hang on, well, it was uh, Power of the Dog, Bell. I'm not even doing these in alphabetical order, I guess. Maybe I should. Are
0: you just reading your rankings right now?
1: (laughs) I'm just going to read my rankings. Uh,
0: Hang on, let me find. Wow, just really expose your bias right now.
1: (laughs) No, it's not, because actually I don't have. (laughs) Power of the Dog winning. Hang on. Uh, I'll just, let me find the nominees. Hang on. Okay, here we go. Best Picture nominee. Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, Power of the Dog, Tick, Tick, Boom, and West Side Story. So uh, they got nine of the ten Best Picture nominees. Missed, Drive My Car, which was replaced. You know,
0: incredibly ironic, but also not surprising.
1: Not surprising, because I think when these nominees were, were announced in December Few Fewer, uh, really, on the drive. My car road,
0: but you know, drive my car swept the big three critics. Uh, a yes. very huge critical push, uh, and
1: not nominated by the Critics Choice Awards. Not nominated so, by the Critics Choice. Awards. So those are also the also as expected. So. Correct. Uh, those are the nominees. Joyce, I actually already going starting with the hilarious upset. I have Coda winning Best Picture.
0: I mean, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> like also not so i i said this to you before we start recording what we should do is share our current predictions mm-hmm. but also share what would have won had they kept their january 9th date their original date yes. before they moved
1: it correct
0: um, so if,
1: if this was january i'll start there if this yeah, so they right? haven't voted yet because
0: they they start voting tomorrow march 9th to uh, march 11th so it's not like they voted in january and these totals have been locked for two months
1: So because of that, I think on January 9th, Power of the Dog would have won. Yes. And now I think Coda will win because I think the sense, at least online, is just the the enthusiasm for Coda remains incredibly high. And while I still think it's like a long shot to predict it winning at the Oscars, uh, I think it could win here in like a a a embrace of the film. I think it's had a great second life. Uh, People are very enthusiastic about it. And it just feels like, my sense you know probably better than me my sense of the critics choice uh body is that it's a uh, pretty mainstream um
0: yes it's, and so, and like it's it's very film twitter and very
1: pundits uh, Yes, and it's electric. not like it's not like the new york like new york film it's, critics. it's, it's not like a, it's not
0: like the new york la like national mm-hmm. society film critics correct
1: so i think it's a little more more uh down uh, the middle of the road what, what's the word uh you know uh Mainstream.
0: Middle bro, it's it's very film Twitter. It's very film Twitter, and no, I I I agree definitely that had this happened in January, Dog would be winning. I I still have it in first, but I moved Coda from like I don't know seventh up to a second. So I think, um, and right. I would not be shocked if it won because that's that's what film Twitter is backing right now yes. in the last uh, eight days. Yes, and it, it's, it's all ensemble win, mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy. It everyone just jumped the Belfast ship onto Coda because Belfast they realized like Belfast, is, like, in, Belfast is, like, is weak and probably is not the alternative to. So Bel- Belfast. Yeah.
1: Belfast is on the side of the road. We just left it there. Yeah. The just completely dumped it. Sorry to Belfast. Coda. <laughs> I think I also think, I guess I would say it's, I, it's a movie that we all have said, or at least I have said, and you agree with that. It, it, people who watch it really love it. And I think a lot of people like enjoy the movie. And I believe that People have been waiting, perhaps on film Twitter, for permission to say, like, I like Coda more than Power of the Dog. And perhaps the SAG win uh, was the the
0: weirdest thing. I think we talked about this last week is like, I don't understand what took so long because Coda was not a late movie. It's not like it just premiered in December or something. It premiered at Sundance last January. It's over a year old. Right. And it was a huge hit at Sundance, not even something right. completely minor. And Apple bought it for I don't know what was it like sixty million or something twenty five million. I think. Sure, yeah, like I've, I was off by nine million. So and then it was released in the summer. They've been doing heavy press for it and promotion. They're, that Coda team is everywhere, so it's not like underseen or like there's no lack of awareness. So I don't know why, like. It wasn't always like the underdog. It's like it's literally just emerged since the sagman because people realize, oh, it wants something big. And now maybe it could take down part of the dog.
1: I think that's part of the reason why, because we have spent months talking about like, where's a crowd pleaser to like.
0: And it's all-turner. it's an actual crowd pleaser.
1: And it's an actual crowd pleaser. And like, unfortunately, while I think Westside having, I watched West Side Story again. Uh, you it was, watched it like seven times this weekend. And I think it's the best. I, I now revise my rankings and have decided it's the best movie of last year. <laughs> it's ahead of code and licorice pizza for me. It's, it's the best movie.
0: I mean, I it's think, definitely ahead of those for me.
1: <laughs> so. I just think the perception of, uh, West side story. And like a lot of these other ones is that it's like not a winner. You know how we talk, like I mentioned, like, I think people like voting for something they think that would win. And I'm thinking like West side story, a lot of people are like, it's great, but it's not going to win. So code, I think actually has like the, the, the aura of a winner for whatever reason. Well, what there's also
0: next. a lot of other factors working against West side story. Like people are coming into it with a lot of biases already. Cause right. it's um, a musical and it's, another adaptation of a former best picture winner, even though it's not a remake of that movie, it's just an adaptation of the Broadway musical. Right. And yeah. So whereas like Coda is an underdog and, um, but it's also a remake, which no one talks about. It's a remake of a French film.
1: No one talks about this. So if you have like a a
0: remake bias, you should also have it against this. Um, And no one talks about how The Departed is a remake of, you know, a film as well. But it's because those films aren't American that no one cares. (laughs) Correct. You got it. (laughs) There you go. uh,
1: And the other thing is, I think if we're going back, we talked about this last week. I think that fact that the Academy is very international is the one thing holding or is newly a lot more international voters. And, you know, I power of the dog, I think, remains like I, I think Coda does feel like uniquely. I don't know if Americans are right word because, like you said, it's like a French language remake. But well, I no, like... this
0: the coda itself, like the original French film, is obviously it's a French. I've never seen it, but right. French right. film. But right. this is a very
1: American film. Yeah, and I think not just because it's set in Boston. Right, <laughs> and Power of the Dog is more of like a a cineast, like we said, like a international buy, like a con, a movie that would be at con coda i don't think would be at, at the con film festival no,
0: no sure. it's a very it's a very nice movie um like a very cute like simple movie yes, so um and i also think it, like its nomination hall reflects that like i only got
1: three right exactly you and know? i think it did not get anything else that that is a tough beat but anyway coda for best picture choice you have power of the dog still
0: Yeah. I mean, I might move Coda to first because I feel like especially since they haven't started voting yet. Right.
1: That's the thing. I think. Yeah. And I feel like every day (laughs) I see like another great photo of the Coda cast or another tweet about how everybody loves them and couldn't wait for them to come into the room and comparing it to Parasite in the sense that like there's just so much enthusiasm (laughs) for it. Uh, Anyway, Coda, best picture, best director. Like the
0: other thing is, we know, like they like to predict the Oscars,
1: right? Yes. Right. So I think if they're going to try to jump the Oscars, this would be the way to do it. Uh, for best director, Joyce, I have not, for January, I would have said Jane Campion. And for right now, I say Jane Campion. I have, this yeah. one, I feel like is very solid. Even if Power of the Dog loses Best Picture.
0: Yeah. I don't, I don't know what else.
1: Nothing else to say. No. <laughs> uh, I would say again, the nominees are trying to predict the Oscars from the, the, uh, Choice Awards, it was Jane Campion, Steven Silver, Paul Thomas Anderson, Kenneth Branagh, Denny Villeneuve, and Guillermo del Toro, no uh, Rasuge Hamaguchi, which again, probably they should have been in here for the critics since it's a critical fave. But,
0: uh, but also, not surprising that he's not, not, not here.
1: <laughs> uh, best uh, actress. But yeah, Jane. That's it. <laughs> Jane's got to win. We have nothing else to say. She's going to win. Uh, best actress Joyce. The nominees were Jessica Chastain, Olivia Coleman, Lady Gaga, Alana Haim, Nicole Kidman, and Kristen Stewart. So. Uh, they did a decent job, I guess, of like predicting the Oscars somewhat. No uh, Penelope Cruz. No, yeah, no,
0: no crit- critics favorite Penelope Cruz, which was also a late film. So the other thing is um, when I was like updating my predictions yesterday, like these nominations are very uh, early December buzz. Yes. And I feel like. <laughs> I like I was talking to someone about this last week. Like they they should have like released like a new set of nominations. They like could have after done a, a they, they delayed that. it, you they, know? They, they, they or like you know, if 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 the ceremony was always going to be in March, they would have announced the nominations in February. Yeah. And
1: they would not be these. I don't think so. I think you would not have Alana Haim in here. I don't think you would have Lady Gaga. Now, if this was January though, I think Lady Gaga would have won Joyce. I think that would have been Oh no, January.
0: I think I think it's case two then and now.
1: I think it's Case Do now. I think that they maybe would have done Lady Gaga because they're trying to predict the Oscars. That would have been my take. But
0: no, but see the thing is it's like it was gonna be the ceremony was originally gonna be January 9th, the same day as the Globes, remember. And right. that was before SAG nominations when Case was snubbed.
1: Nah, you're right. You got so, the time. And,
0: and like Case Case Do is filmed Twitter's girl. Okay. Yeah, like right. even more so than Carrie Mulligan last year. So the thing I can see is like they might tie her and Jessica. Cause you know, that would they be incredible. Hope, um, I have Jessica too. And she wants tag.
1: <laughs> I do think that uh, Kristen will win. This remains a, a great category with like no clear front runner. And I guess, I mean, if Jessica Chastain, let's do this. So we both have Kristen Stewart. I think that'll happen obviously BAFTA is this weekend too. None of the Oscar nominees are present at BAFTA. So
0: yeah, we'll do a BAFTA predictions tomorrow. Well, depending yes. on when you're watching this. <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: we'll do another one of these for BAFTA predictions. But so Chris Stewart can't win a BAFTA. It'll, it remains a hilarious race because I, again, I don't think there's a clear front runner, but if Jessica Chastain wins on Sunday at the Critics' Choice Awards, do you think that is like a Critics' Choice trying to predict the Oscars? Or do you think that has actual standing in the idea that maybe she can win?
0: I think that's, that's more like responding to her SAG win. Okay. Cause then it's, it's like, I mean, there's no crossover with like critics choice membership right. and Oscar membership, you know, that's right. just another award for her. And she can actually go to that ceremony since she's not nominated at BAFTA. So they, right. they have, they're going to have like a, a London satellite for uh, you know, BAFTA and critics choice nominees, just, you know, uh, they, you know, really picked the same date as the
1: BAFTAs, so it was. Uh, it's a little bit inscrutable to figure out the production of the show, but uh, they we have satellite for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. so
0: I mean, at least uh, they'll have like the the TV nominees right. in LA, you know, since they're not after. I think that that would just be them kind of um, responding to SAG and thinking because now I guess she is like the default front runner because this is the biggest. Award we've had. it is the first industry award we've had, and she won it. It doesn't mean she's going to win the Oscar, but she there's more going for her than I guess you can say for Nicole because Nicole won the globe, but that's also not industry, and she didn't get
1: a speech. So I think the other thing that I look at with Jessica Chastain is because she's the de facto front runner because of the SAG win it just feels like people are then just like pushing her forward. you know what I mean? So yeah. It, People are basically thinking that yeah, she's going to win because she won already, and and I do think the momentum that she is gaining is strong. So if she won the Critics' Choice Awards, I think that would be another like feather in her cap.
0: Yeah, and then guess, she'll have two
1: things, right? And um, then she can't lose at BAFTA or win at BAFTA, and then we go well, into no the one Oscars. can. So like
0: it's it's just right. they're still on even
1: ground there. So then we go into the Oscars, and it and it's basically. Oh, Jessica Chastain is probably going to win. And I do, the other thing I I do wonder is we had talked about like the sameness of a lot of these performances in with regard to like uh, a transformation. It does feel like the Nicole Kidman transformation has really ebbed as the Jessica Chastain transformation has gained a lot of traction. I I do
0: believe that. that was uh, that was always the case, right? Because like she transformed, she transformed more physically than
1: Nicole did.
0: That was always the knock against Nicole, right?
1: And then there's also the fact that Tammy Faye will remains a front runner, I guess, for hair and makeup. Uh, yeah.
0: Well, so like the other thing is, um, you know, like critics are like prides itself on being like the best Oscar predictor or whatever, you know, um, like, and this race is so open that I like, they, they could either just back Jessica. Like, and a lot of people, to be fair, a lot of people love that performance, right? Like she's we, great. I think she, we she like that. She completely carries the movie. That yeah, performance. She's great yeah so they could if if, whether or not they think she's winning an oscar they could still vote for her but also the race is open enough where they could think like kristen can still win right Right. like any five of them can still win because this race is so weird this year so they could still like take the chance and vote for kristen
1: i I mean either one of those would make sense to me i it's I do think it's maybe a coin flip and maybe it is a tie, like you said, uh, but I'll stick with Kristen Stewart. I think, I do think she's going to win. Best actor, Joyce, the nominees were Nicolas Cage for pig. They went for it. They took their shot. Uh, You know, film
0: Twitter did like pig a lot. So.
1: Benedict Cumberbatch for power of the dog, Peter Dinklage for Cyrano. They took their shot again. (laughs) Yeah. Finally came out Joyce last week. Andrew Garfield for tick, tick, boom, Will Smith. For King Richard and Denzel Washington for the tragedy of Macbeth. So no Javier Bardem here. They missed the boat on that. Um, but I, I in just in January I would have said Will Smith, and in March I'm still saying Will Smith. I got Will Smith. My yeah, feels like it's just that's going to happen. I, I actually have. We'll talk about this on the BAFTA ones, but I have Will winning a BAFTA too. I think he is like. You, the can, you think to do the full has, sweep? I do. I think the momentum he has generated is too 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 strong to deny. Uh, But nothing else here really to say about this category. I mean, you know, great nominees, a lot of good performances. We really like Peter Dinklage and Nicolas Cage and Pig. Uh,
0: Yeah. I mean, I yeah, I have Andrew in second because he's just another performance that Film Twitter loves. And um, he's actually like we've talked about before, like he's won more critics awards, like the regional awards than Will has so I do. If there believe, is an upset, it'll be, be him.
1: Uh, I do believe, but, not to sound incredibly cynical, but had Andrew Garfield won at SAG Awards, that he would win at Critics Choice Awards. I do think that that is how it would have
0: played. Out. Yeah, I could. Yeah, I could see that, or a tie. Like I don't. I don't think. I don't think there's a tie now. I could have seen them tying them had uh, he won SAG. So. uh
1: Supporting actors choice The nominees were Katrina Balfe for Belfast, RIP your candidacy there, Katrina Balfe, unfortunately, but, uh, Ariana DeBose for West Side Story and Dowd for Mass, Kirsten Duns for Power of the Dog, Anjanae Ellis for King Richard and Rita Moreno for West Side Story.
0: Uh, quite a list. <laughs> um, Ariana, yeah. And nothing else to say.
1: <laughs> I also still have Ariana winning. I d- while we talked about earlier, the, uh, the applause meter for Anjanae Ellis was high at the luncheon, allegedly. I, I just don't believe anything is going to beat Ariana DeBose. And even watching West Side Story again, and I don't know how, I have no idea how people vote for these things and if they actually revisit the movies. That being said, when we were watching West Side Story, I was like, Wow. She really is unbelievably good. It, it is hard to deny how good she is in the
0: movie. You know what well, was funny? So I watched, um, the 61 one. I, I told you, right. I watched this last Tuesday before the new one dropped on streaming. And then I watched that one and then I watched it again over the weekend with my friends, um, who hadn't seen it yet. And then last night, um, the, the first one was on HBO again, like linear tv right. wow and then it was like i didn't it was out it was, i think it was on after the peacemaker so i obviously watched that on the peacemaker <laughs> and then it was on and then i watched like the first like 40 minutes and i was like this version is so much better
1: <laughs> i also agree the new version is so much better i know that's blasphemy i can't wait to see the comments.
0: i know so it's like, like you know we weren't alive us. in 61 sorry to people who are I- just you know, I, can't, I just version.
1: found it the new version is so alive. And while yeah. I think you and I both agreed, Rita Moreno in the original is also undeniable. I think the performances are really somewhat different. And I think Irena DeBose brings enough, it's a it's an obviously a home run perform. It's a home run character. It's hard to mess up Anita and Westside's. That story. character
0: is just awards cabinet. Like she had like she lapped everyone just by having that role already Correct. and then she just had
1: to nail it but she really does nail it it's so it's incredibly good she is incredibly good in it um so uh yeah that's what i got that's it uh for supporting actor Joyce. the nominees were jamie dornan for belfast uh kieran hins for belfast troy kotzer for coda jared leto for house of gucci jk simmons for being the ricardos and william frowley i'm sorry and cody smith McPhee for power of the dogs William Frawley was also nominated. Apparently it's very strange. Well, a, a posthumous a posthumous nomination. nomination. Yeah. yeah. I can't
0: believe it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So in January I would say Cody would win, but now it's Troy all the way.
1: <laughs> exactly the same. Uh, I, I, unbelievably true. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like if Troy doesn't win here, I'd be shocked. He's, he's
0: their guy now. So.
1: He's the guy he's been all over the place. I will say, we talked about this recently my impression was that troy has been everywhere and like really uh you know kind of making a play for this while uh uh cody had not been a lot of places right but I don't believe that's true. You had mentioned that he's been doing everything and he was really out there at the luncheon as well. And and at this, yeah, like he's, he's been won. to events, like he was
0: at SAC. They didn't win, so you didn't see him on stage. <laughs> so, like, Parado no Dogman went there and it wasn't nominated for an Ensemble, but right you No, know, he's like been to events. Um, yes. I think there's more, I think like the team Coda has been to more in general. It's the thing because, yeah. like, like Kirsten Dunst and Jesse Plemons didn't even go
1: to a luncheon yesterday. <laughs> no, they were so, working, they said.
0: Yeah, they uh, were working. And then, yeah, like Jane Cambion uh, is isolating now because she has
1: COVID. Yeah, Jane Cambion and Ari Wagner apparently uh, have COVID. Uh, so, but they are very mild symptoms. Benedict's so been out
0: a lot. Like, yeah, Cody went to Benedict's um, Walk of Fame. He, he got a star last week in the Walk of Fame, and Cody was there. So.
1: He also had a great response to uh, the Sam Elliott controversy. Well, they both did. They both did, but I thought Cody's was stronger. Cody
0: Cody was just straight fire.
1: <laughs> now, Joyce, what do you think about William Frawley? You think he can win here? <laughs> Sorry.
0: Well, yeah, I think William Frawley is in third, definitely. They're, you know, just a, a posthumous win. They don't do those a lot. You know, no. we don't have a lot of those, but no. Yeah.
1: Okay, so those are our. So now we're gonna. Like this
0: just category of all of the acting categories, the most uh, December energy here.
1: <laughs> Incredible December energy to the point where I'm surprised that uh, Ben Affleck wasn't in here as well, just because.
0: Because they, you know, they probably like, we nominated him last year for the way back, so we took care of him. Uh,
1: next, do you want so the list I have actually differs from our prediction center in order, but I mean. Yeah, I mean, like I don't care. <laughs> let's do. Let's just Keep going on the actors. So then, best young actor. Actress. The nominees were Jude Hill for Belfast, Cooper Hoffman for Linger's Pizza, Amelia Jones for CODA, Woody Norman for Come On, Come On, Tania Sidney for King Richard, and Rachel Zegler for West Side Story. So were this uh, January, Joyce, I would have had Rachel Zegler for West Side Story.
0: I, I had her as well, but yesterday I changed it to Amelia.
1: I also have Amelia now. Uh, <laughs> it just, again, the CODA train is is really chugging along. Yeah. I will say this is an incredible category. I actually love all these nominees and the Oscars should 100% adopt this. I feel if they're adding categories, love a best. See, young I actor. mean, they used to have their juvenile award. I'd be weighing on this. I guess. I don't know what the, what's the cutoff 20.
0: I feel like 18. Cause that's when you're an adult. So under 18,
1: but none of these people are under 18. Rachel Zegler's is 20. I, I think. know like a that's Well, Jones yeah. Like
0: the, their parameters are, is like over, but like, the code,
1: like the a, child,
0: a child actor
1: <laughs> under 20 would be good, I guess, or 18. Uh, but yeah, Amelia Jones. I, I gotta say, I haven't rewatched Coda recently and West Side Story recently. I think the case could be made that both of them should have gotten Oscar nominations. I really remain on in the table. It was now. great,
0: like that is, um, yeah, she she didn't. I mean, like that Atari cast. Outside of Ariana, got robbed. <laughs>
1: this she's season. incredible in it, and I know, like obviously, because of her prolific social media presence, that like maybe people are, I don't know, they're. Fatigued. I don't think
0: like voters pay attention to that. Like you know, we're online and we see that she's and extremely online. Fun. Like she's she's a kid,
1: but she's a kid and she's amazing yeah. in the movie. It's just an incredible performance. And Amelia, like Jones she's Coda, she's the
0: best Maria, um, by far. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, it's not even close. And yeah. then Amelia Jones and Coda is also incredible because. Uh, she does every. She has to do so many different things just from a, a skill st- standpoint, right? Like she's doing the ASL, obviously, like fluently speaking in ASL. Uh, doing incredible job singing. Uh, doing the fishing boat stuff that actually reads is so believable that it's like, you know, second nature. Um, also, is not American, so she's got to do an American accent.
0: I, lo- I love when people realize that actors are not American, like like Woody Norman. <laughs>
1: So I just, I love Amelia Jones. in this, So I have Amelia Jones winning uh, here as well. I guess we'll see uh, if that holds true, but uh, for best acting ensemble joints, the nominees were Belfast. Don't look up the harder they fall licorice pizza, power of the dog and West side story.
0: Um, I was like very excited when I got to this. Cause like they did not nominate Coda or King Richard.
1: <laughs> Incredible. The, what are they going to do? <laughs> I have West side story.
0: I, I had that in December and I was like, I'm just going to keep it because they deserve it. And they were stopped that tag. So
1: I I have no other really, it's weird because I've been making these picks, like not going with what deserves it. Like you just said, but I'm, I just, I think West Side Story deserves it. The ensemble.
0: It does deserve it. And again, that entire cast outside of Ariana just paid dust the season. And I mean, like the most best picture adjacent, I guess, is Belfast.
1: So they could just give it a Belfast here. So I, I have Belfast runner up. And I, but also,
0: as we said before, it's it's losing steam, so to speak.
1: So The luster has yeah. worn off, so I wonder if they'll go for it. But again, I would not be surprised if they did. Um, next up on this list, best original screenplay. The nominees were Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza, Zach Balin for King Richard, Kenneth Branagh for Belfast, Adam McKay and David Sirota for Don't Look Up, even though David Sirota didn't write it, he only has a story credit, and Aaron Sorkin for being the Ricardos. Uh, Most of these are Oscar nominees, save for Aaron Sorkin, who is uh, booted out for Worst Person in the World, another critical favorite that apparently did not reach the Critics' Choice Awards in time. Um, Joyce, I'm going, I had, if this was January, I think I would have said Paul Thomas Anderson, but now I'm saying Belfast, totally opposite of what we were just saying, that the Belfast luster has worn off, But I believe that if the Critics' Choice Awards want to predict the Oscars, there is a sense, to me at least, that Belfast is going to win at the Oscars more so than Licorice Pizza. And so I'm going Belfast.
0: Okay. Um, I think I'm just going to keep Licorice Pizza. Okay. I had that then and now. Um, But I think because, you know, Belfast hasn't won anything significant yet, like that might just have them back licorice pizza more and it's it's more like you know that's more of the cool pick anyway
1: yeah but I don't know do they want to be cool Joyce?
0: no like I think I think they I mean I do think like they they vote for what they like and they also want to be the best Oscar predictor right right but and we know like those are the top two probably they could
1: tie let's be real they could could. tie (laughs) I guess the reason I keep going back to Belfast is while obviously it it has not generated enough enthusiasm to be a serious contender to power of the dog for best picture at the Oscars. I do think because of its nominations total and it did hit in all of like the key categories. Uh, most of them, at least not all of them in the cinematography, obviously and editing, I think at the Oscars, um, it does feel to me like people do want to reward this movie. And when you get right down to it, you would give Kenneth Branagh the Oscar for like this very personal story. I could see it happening. I just think he's gonna win. And Licorice Pizza is an arm's length movie that the Academy did not embrace as much as maybe I had expected. So that was my reasoning for Belfast winning the Oscar. And then trying to back into that, I'm like, oh, the critics choice awards will give it to Belfast to say we got it right. See, we were ahead of the curve on
0: so they could just remember when they tied here for La La Land and Manchester by the Sea. Yes.
1: I do. So it could be a tie. Um, best Adapted Screenplay Joyce. The nominees are Jane Campion for Powered Dog, Maggie Gyllenhaal for Lost Daughter, Sean Hader for Coda, Tony Kushner for West Side Story.
0: Well, one Eric of his, like, two nominations this season.
1: <laughs> just absolutely unforgivable Oscar snub, Tony Kushner. 100% should have been nominated. Uh, and then Eric Roth, John Spates, and Denny Villeneuve for Dune. Uh, in the Oscars, uh, Ryu Yusuke Hamaguchi was nominated here for uh, Drive My Car
0: um i still have power
1: of the dog i and switched out. i would have had power of the dog in january and now i've switched to megan gyllenhaal for Lost daughter because Another she won one, three spirit awards she won three spirit awards she won the scripter award i believe right over mm-hmm. uh power of the dog and again just from the film twitter buzz it feels like that is a movie people really liked very much respected. Maggie Gyllenhaal has a lot of fans. And I think because they're voting late that having her give those speeches over the weekend at the spirit awards and just be very visible, even at the luncheon is going to push her forward. Uh, and it, the other reason is kind of like think similar logic last year to nomad land, which I think probably won here. It, it did it win yeah. uh, the critics choice awards, but I guess be from an Oscar perspective. Are Jane Campion's already winning best director? We assume, still a strong bet to win best picture. There's not a real need to have it win best adapted screenplay, even though it is a great adaptation. I just think this is a place to reward another movie that maybe will not get shine elsewhere. So, Maggie Gillenall for Lost Daughter. that's my thing. Yeah, I mean, I have her in second, so okay. yeah. Um, <laughs> next up, we have best cinematography. Um, Bruna Devenel for Tragic Macbeth, Greg Frazier for Dune, Janice Kaminsky for West Side Story, Dan Laudson for Nightmare Alley, Ari Wagner for Power of the Dog, and Harris Sambar Lucas for Belfast.
0: Um I had Dune, then and now. Dune, Dune is gonna do very well at this place. So
1: I had Dune. I switched to Ari Wagner for Power of the Dog. I, again, I think they want to predict the Oscars, and I think that the Oscars, Ari Wagner is gonna win. So I'm I'm going Ari Wagner. That's okay. it. I have no other reason I just think that Power of the Dog I just wonder if there's a bias against Dune again because it's science fiction I guess we'll find out I don't know
0: I don't think like they like maybe at the Oscars but like here like
1: film Twitter just loves Dune that's true but I guess I might again I'm going to be one they want to predict the Oscars so <laughs> that was my thinking uh, I will say Greg Frazier will have an opportunity in my mind next year here for the Batman choice which I saw He's awesome work in that as well. But guy's. Really you
0: don't. Great. You don't think that could help him win the Oscar?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think. I actually think it's more impressive. I think the Batman's more impressive than Dune from a visual standpoint. As much as I love Dune, so I was like, uh, maybe we should say, maybe he won't win. I don't know. I guess we'll see. Um, let's see. Best editing. We had uh, Sarah Brazier and Michael Kahn for West Side Story. Criminal snub. So uh, rude. Uh, Una Nidongali for Belfast. I'm reading these names. I I apologize in advance. Andy Jurgensen for Liquor's Pizza. Uh, Peter Sarabas for Power of the Dog, and Joe Walker for Dune. Uh, in this one, I have Dune choice, and I would have Dune. I
0: have Dune then I know.
1: <laughs> yep. Uh, Joe Walker. Congratulations on your Critics' Choice Award. I guess uh, for Best Costume Design, Jenny Bevan for Cruella, Robert Morgan and Jacqueline West for Dune, uh, Luis Segura for uh nightmare alley paul Tazwell for west side story and janty yates for house of gucci uh, uh corella i also have corella then and now though i yeah. moved west side story up to two. Oh, oh i've
0: always had it in two because i'm really
1: it. i'm hoping for an upset because paul taswell i interviewed him joyce so obviously i'm in the tank and i would love for him to i come. i love
0: him he his costumes are amazing i i talked to him when he did um harriet yes those yeah, his and he's he's done Hamilton like he's a he's done a lot of Broadway shows, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm hoping he can at least like squeak out the Guild win because they have you know separate uh, categories mm-hmm. there for period and stuff. So would be um, great.
1: Yeah, I love I love it so much. Uh, best production design choice: Belfast, French Dispatch, West Side Story, Nightmare Alley, and Dune.
0: Um, I have Dune then and now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I have Nightmare Alley, and I had Nightmare Alley then as well. I, I I'm still going. I'm gonna go down with the Nightmare Alley ship. I uh, when we saw it, that was like the thing that popped for me. I I, I had it, I, it in first at the Oscars for like two days after we saw. I, it. I think I still have it in first. I, I'm gonna wait to be proven wrong because because I, I, I won the, I, the guild. Yeah, I just think it's it's incredible production work, and I well, Dune also wonder. won the guild. I know Dune is great. I can't can't knock it. Can't knock it. This is a great cat. This remains a great category, even with. the, I mean,
0: the I would franchise. vote for West Side Story because after I watched it's it twice not.
1: again this weekend, I was like, God. I would too. Another person I've interviewed, Adam for West Side Story. He did a great job of uh, finding. You know, at least ideas.
0: they nominated The French Dispatch because uh, yeah. he also did that. Did. And that was great.
1: Uh, Joy's best score nominees were uh, our boy Nikki Bratell for Don't Look Up, Johnny Greenwood for Power of the Dog, Johnny Greenwood for Spencer, Nathan Johnson for Nightmare Alley, and Hans Zimmer for Dune. Man, Nathan Johnson should have got nominated the Oscars. I like that score a lot. He wasn't even shortlisted, so it shows you how they were—they swung in a miss on this one. From a predictive
0: um, point, yeah, Dune,
1: Dune, all the way. Yeah, uh, Hans Zimmer, get ready for your second Oscar and enjoy accepting it at the Oscars in the commercial break or uh, before the show. Excuse me, and then
0: before the show, uh, in front of like half seat fielders, yes. like sixty yes. percent or seventy
1: percent seat Yeah. Uh best song Joyce. This one is gonna be interesting, I think, from the critics choice standpoint, and then also the Oscars. But the nominees were be alive from King Richard, Dos Orguitas for Encanto, Guns Go Bang harder or they fall. Just look up, don't look up, and No Time to Die for No Time to Die. So in January, I actually had uh Dos Orguitas for Encanto. I've been in the Encanto tank. I think it's going all the way. But I've switched now to No Time to Die for no reason other than the fact that uh Billie Eilish and her brother Phineas have been everywhere. And I just feel like that is, like you said, they haven't voted yet. So everybody who was, anybody who's a critic choice voter or a pundit who was at the luncheon yesterday got to see them and like kind of like laugh with them. I'm like, I don't know. I think that matters. I have,
0: I mean, like Lynn Miranda has been everywhere, but I, has, I still, I I still have no time to die then and now. So
1: I do think there's also perception that like by giving Encanto best animated feature, that's a win for Lynn, even though obviously it's not for my, yeah, because he's not. Statistical a but anyway, <laughs> um, I, I have no time to die. I, I it, it remains uh, shocking to me that I guess these are the nominees they ended up with. When, like you said, they could have picked anything. They didn't have to pick those or They could have done. Uh, we don't talk. Well, about.
0: Well, yeah. So like we talk about this with like all the regional critics awards that are not abiding by submissions like the Oscars. Right. Are like you have the choice to vote for Bruno. Like we don't have a Bruno, and like those places don't. And then here as well. But you know they they voted for these nominations, Critics' Choice, in early December, and right. that was before Bruno took off. That was before right. Encanto was on Disney Plus. It was right. still in theaters then. So this like they just went with the Oscar submission.
1: I mean, I'll be curious to see what ends up uh, winning here. I don't know. It, 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 I could see Beyonce winning. I think Beyonce's second in the odds just because she's Beyonce. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Critics choice. Maybe they like Beyonce. What do yeah. I know? Uh, next up on my list is Hair and Makeup, Corella Dune, Tammy Faye, House of Gucci, Nightmare Alley. I have Eyes of Tammy Faye, and I had it in December as well, or January Same. as well. I feel like that's it, and that's going to win also at the Oscars. Uh, congratulations. Best Visual Effects, Dune, Matrix, Nightmare Alley, No Time to Die, and Shang-Chi, Dune, all the way. Yes. Uh, animated feature: Joys, Encanto, Flea, Luca, Mitchell's versus Machines, and Raya: The Last Dragon. Encanto. So in in January I had Encanto, and now I have Encanto as well. Uh, no, no notes. It, it, Flea is still a, a top contender here, um, but I actually yeah. think that Mitchell's versus Machines would be the the second runner up if I was doing that, because I, uh, I know critics really enjoy that one. Uh, two left here, Joyce, before we get to TV. Best comedy. Lots of LOLs in this category. Uh, Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. Don't Look Up, Free Guy, The French Dispatch, and Licorice Pizza. Knee, knee slappers galore.
0: Um, yeah. You know, last year they gave it to Palm Springs, which is a good win.
1: I think if this was going on actually comedies, while I don't love it, Barb and Star would win. But because they want to yeah. give a movie, I have Licorice Pizza winning. I was trying to figure out a way to get Don't Look Up into winning. I, I, um, I don't way. think they're going to do that. I don't think I they're going to do it either because I still think it's too polarizing.
0: Yeah, like I I have Ligurish Pizza as well. Um, yeah, this category's. I think in the past they've given it to The Big Short and also like Crazy Rich Asians.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a broad definition of comedy, I would say. That's why I also think Don't Look Up could win because it's just it's a satire um and i really i like it i i do think the people i think the critics choice voters maybe were the most liked that was like the this is the place where it probably was most liked i would argue um
0: maybe yeah, yeah. i think it, remember, it's yeah remember a lot when, of uh, a lot of like the detractors are like more highbrow right people
1: remember yeah. when uh we had to read multiple takes of people being like don't look up is gonna win best picture. Yeah. It's funny. Yes, that was that, funny. was that was great. Great time.
0: Really, really enjoy that.
1: Uh so Liquor's Pizza, maybe don't win. It, it's a comedy. Sure. I laughed at it. I love it a lot. It's a good movie. Uh congratulations, I guess, there. And then Best Foreign Language film. The nominees are Drive My Car, flee The Hand of God, A Hero, and Worst Person in the World. And I have Drive My Car winning.
0: Yeah. That's a, uh, just win
1: here. That's it. I mean, what else can you say? Right? Like that. Uh I don't know. I
0: I guess um, it'll be interesting to see how
1: it goes. You'll be interested to see how what? The show goes. I have no idea how the show is going to go, honestly. Like we said, they're going to be splitting it into two continents and God knows what else. They're in separate rooms, I think. right. Like Some of the members will be uh, in different places because of capacity limits. Uh, I have no
0: idea, but I I feel like it'll just be a lot of TV nominees there.
1: (laughs) Yes. So should we go to the TV Joyce? I'm i I've, I've not really yes, looking at this. This is going to be fun because we can I can update it live, basically. Oh wow! But I don't think you're going to have to update much. I've updated it. Before. I've updated in March, just not not recent, not in the last week. So, um, but we'll start at the top choice. Let's do drama series. No, we'll do comedy series first. The nominees were The Great Hacks, Insecure, Only Murders, the other two, Reservation Dogs, Ted Lasso, and What We Do in the Shadows. And I am saying Ted Lasso.
0: Yes. Congratulations to Ted. It it won last year over Schitt's Creek. So Critics' Choice has never awarded Schitt's Creek a comedy series.
1: Incredible. Yeah. I guess if you're thinking then that that could maybe make a play here for Hacks because they already gave Ted Lasso an award, I don't believe that the buzz is there for Hacks at the moment. So since they're voting. No,
0: right. and I and I love Hacks, but I think just the, the fact that they already gave it to Ted last year. Um right. Like, I think they're willing to give it at least one more. Like they did this with Maisel. Cause I, I felt like um, Schitt's Creek could have won. I guess that was two years ago now mm-hmm. or three years ago. I don't know. Um Yeah. Three years ago now. Um, but they gave it to Maisel again. So like, they're not afraid to just, you know, do a repeat win wow. um, and you know ted is the biggest show here yes
1: uh all true and then also here's where they could get a packs an award best actress in a comedy series the nominees are l fanning for the great renee elise goldsberry for girls five eva selena gomez for only murders sandra oh for the chair Issa ray for insecure and jean smart for acts jean smart
0: yeah and Nothing she's else she's, to say. she's gonna do the the single season
1: sweep. She's going to do that. So she is. Uh, congratulations, Jim Smart. I think that's gonna be great for Best Actor. Joyce will just blow through these in a comedy series. Ian Armitage for Young Sheldon, Nicholas Holt for The Great, Steve Martin for Only Murders, uh, Kaivan Novak for What We Do in the Shadows, Martin Short for Only Murders, and Jason Sudeikis for Ted Lasso. Clearly, Ian Armitage for Young Sheldon. Right? Oh no, wait, Ted Lasso, and Jason Sudeikis.
0: Uh, were you reading that in reverse order? <laughs> Um, uh, no, no offense. Yeah, um, yeah Jason. And they, they like repeat winners in here as well. So I think Bill Hader went back to back before
1: mm-hmm. this. So
0: yeah, more and uh, more su- SNL alums repeating.
1: Best Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series nominees were Kristen Chenoweth for Schmigadoon, Hannah Einbinder for Hacks, Molly Shannon for the other two, Cecily Strong for SNL, uh, Josie Tota for Saved by the Bell. Great nomination. She's so funny on that show. And Hannah Waddingham for Ted Lasso. I'm Hannah Waddingham. Uh, I don't think I, I could see on Han- another Han- repeat. This, this is like so boring. <laughs> it, it's a little boring, but I'm like, I don't know who else is going to win here. I, I just, I guess we'll see.
0: No. And again, they were the first people to reward Hannah last yeah. year as well. And, you know, she had a great reaction last year when she right. won. Um, like I think the TV awards, is going to be a lot of Emmy rubber stamping. Yes. And succession.
1: Yeah. Uh, for supporting actor in a comedy, uh, Kuti Godwa for sex education, Brett Goldstein for Ted Lasso, uh, Harvey Yan for What We Do in the Shadows, Brandon Scott Jones for Ghosts, Ray Romano for Made for Love, and Bowen Yang for SNL. Just a, what, a, what a grab bag, uh, but I have Brett Goldstein for Ted Lasso.
0: Yeah, and they didn't nominate him last year. No. Right, I don't think they did. No. Dan Levy won last year, so obviously he's not
1: back. Um, yeah, so this is their chance to crown Brett. Yeah. Uh, drama series, Joyce. Here we go. Evil. Uh, for all mankind the good fight pose squid game succession this is us in yellow jackets while i think that the squid game hive has risen up and could push succession here i think succession will win
0: yes uh number two for succession so yes Yes. i don't know what else there is to say
1: (laughs) nothing else for drama actress the nominees were uzo aduba in treatment uh Chara Aurelia for Cruel Summer, Christine Baransky for Good Fight, Katja Herbert for Evil, Melanie Linsky for Yellow Jackets, and M- Michaela J. Rodriguez for Pose. I had Michaela J. Uh, in December and I have her now, but I wonder if Melanie Linsky kind of sneaks up. People love so Yellow
0: I, Jackets. I switched from, I, I, I too had Michaela in December when they announced these, but I've since switched to Melanie.
1: Interesting. Yes. I'll be curious to see. This could be a tie situation choice. It feels like a tie. It, it could be.
0: Um, I don't know if they've tied in this category specifically, but obviously we know they can do ties.
1: So uh, Mi- Michaela J. Rodriguez, since the Critics' Choice, has been uh, was part of the Vanity for Hollywood issue, I believe, right? Uh, wasn't she represented there, or am I making that up? I think she was. On, on the, the cover. cover? I think yeah. she was on the cover, yeah, and then she, she obviously the won at the Golden Globes, which was like a historic win that no one got to see because it wasn't on TV. But she did put up a speech uh on Instagram, I think, uh, for her, for her victory. I don't know, people do love me. Melanie Whitsky is definitely a film Twitter fave. And I wonder, does film Twitter like seep into Critics Choice Awards Twitter? Maybe it's the same. Yeah, I mean, there there know? is um
0: buzz uh for Yellow Jackets, yes. like especially around the the finale, which was like in November, right? So yes. that yeah. So that that timed perfectly with her nomination here and the series nomination. So um and then, you know, she, like she had some like, you know, good press, I guess, like a couple weeks ago when she shared that story about how someone on the production was body shaming her mm-hmm. and her co-stars came to her yes. defense and everything. So um yeah, I, I could see her them like backing her and it's it's funny because like we can't use like the last couple years you know as data to like predict this because last year was emma corin and obviously she's not back and then the year before regina king won when watchmen was considered a drama series before they were like it's not coming back it's limited
1: <laughs> yeah uh I, either one, either one would be I'd be happy with either one winning, but I guess we'll see. Uh for drama actor choice, this one I actually did change from where we were in Jan at uh, December, January to now. But the nominees were Sterling K. Brown for This is Us, Mike Coulter for Evil, Brian Cox succession, Lee Jung Jay for Squid Game, Billy Porter for Pose and Jeremy Strong for Succession. I would have had Jeremy in January, but I've switched out to Lee Jung Jay for Squid Game.
0: Because of a sag win.
1: Yes, exactly right. I think the critics' choice wants to appear like they're in trend or on trend and uh Lee Jung jae is definitely trending to being a favorite in the best actor category. And so the succession vote split again. And there you go. Um,
0: okay. yeah, I, I still have Jeremy, but I can see Lee Jong jae winning. The um, other thing I is think that- I think that's the the easiest place to reward Squid Game as well.
1: That's exactly right. because uh, it's not it does not really we'll see now when we go to best uh supporting actress. That they did not nominate um blanking on <laughs> her. Jung-ho-yung. Yes, so that that means that it can really only win here or best series, then, right? Like, there's not really a lot of other spots. Uh-huh. So I think if they want Squid Game to be represented on the broadcast in a positive fashion, they will they will pick Lee Jung Jae here. But I guess we'll see. Uh, for drama supporting actress choice, the nominees were this category is just a wild category. Uh, Christine Latté for Evil, Andrea Martin for Evil, Audra McDonald for The Good Fight. So Paramount Plus just coming on strong. <laughs> then, uh, Jay Cameron
0: makes choice. Always Cameron loves Cameron. Paramount Plus, yeah. You have, you have to give him that.
1: <laughs> Jay Smith Cameron for succession, Sarah Snook for succession, and Susan Kalechi Watson for Succession. Uh, for this is us, Susan wow, Kalechi
0: Watson's on succession.
1: She would be dope on succession. No, oh, I really add her to the cast for season four.
0: Um, what if know. she just wins bec- because of the evil or like Paramount Plus? And succession vote split.
1: <laughs> so I thought of that. I also, I have Sarah Snook winning. I had her in, in January. I have Sarah too. What if it's J. Smith Cameron though? I feel like there's this, I, I could argue that you're, they're free from giving it to Sarah Snook because she's not, she didn't win obviously at SAG and. You know, it, it's a great performance, but like, there's no urging to give it. I guess there's no like ness need to give it to her. And jerry's such a fun character is there a world where she actually wins i don't know i guess
0: um i i think i mean sarah didn't win the globe no one saw it
1: but um <laughs> <laughs> we saw it on twitter yes. uh we love to laugh laughter is the best medicine and Sarah yeah, it? laughter or music whatever it is something's the best medicine and then sarah snook was the best actress.
0: Okay. um but I, I think just in general in season three sarah had more to do she did and jay she love did. jay love jerry um but especially that finale like
1: come on right no you're right i i mean sarah Snook is awesome in it she's a great actress so hopefully she does win uh for supporting actor in a drama series nicholas braun for succession billy Crudup up morning show kieran culkin succession justin harley this is us Mac- matthew mcfadyen succession and mandy patankin the good fight
0: they they love nominating Mandy Patinkin. Remember when they nominated him for Homeland when it didn't even air that year?
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, Joyce, I have Kieran Culkin winning. I want to give it to Matthew McFadden.
0: I I same, but I have Kieran.
1: I just I don't know. I, I don't believe they would go go for Tom Wambsgans, but hopefully no. They do. I
0: so I think I've mentioned this before, where I I've always felt like matthew and that performance is something that's more emmy friendly you did mention like he's that. always more likely to win the emmy than yes. anywhere else like i could see him ending the series with just an emmy win and no other wins anywhere else yes you know what so, i mean yes. and i also feel like um i don't know if i said this to you or like somebody else but after like zag nominations <laughs> i realized that um kieran culkin is the Gene Smart to Matthew McFadden's Julianne Nicholson? Because wow. if you're if you like watch the shows like *Mayor of Easttown* and *Succession*, like the full season series, like you have a deep appreciation for what Matthew and and Julianne did with their characters, especially in the finale when all comes together both their characters, right? But if you're just like a casual viewer of *Mayor* or *Succession*, I think Kieran and Jean pop out more because they're more like the comic relief types yes. and they have like the jokey stuff and the quips and everything. And like Jean has the Pratt Falls. So I think that kind of like grabs you more. And I think that's why both Kieran and Jean got those tag nominations. Interesting.
1: I, I really Dan like that Matthew. theory. No, that's yeah. a great, great theory. I'm, I'm weighing on that.
0: So maybe that's my way of saying Matthew's going to win the Emmy over Kieran.
1: <laughs> Fingers crossed. No offense.
0: Even though I want them to tie. <laughs> so they could tie at the Emmys. <laughs>
1: Um best limited series, Joyce. The nominees were Dope Sick, Dr. Death, It's a Sin, Made, Meraves Down, Midnight Mass, The Underground Railroad, and Wandavision. And I Quite have a list here.
0: Not not I'm not not like a bad list, no. just just a
1: list. <laughs> Very big list. I have Maraves Town winning.
0: Same. And I I really needed to win um another, like it it won like the t for limited series, but I wanted to win more series awards since it obviously didn't win. The Emmy. Right.
1: So, uh, no notes here. I, I had made actually in second for a while, but I think I'm going to switch to, uh, dope sick because I,
0: yeah, I, I put I, dope sick in second. Cause it it's, it's like, uh, low key strong with the industry. So,
1: and it feels ascendant. It feels like a show that people are catching up on.
0: Yeah. Like the thing with Hulu is like, it, it doesn't ever have like the reach of Netflix, obviously like Netflix just has like everyone has Netflix and people watch their shows, like every single, even like Inventing Anna, which people are just like dunking on basically right now, but like they watch it, you know? And I don't know if that's the same with Hulu shows. Like they have, they have so many limited series this year, like Pam and Tommy, The Dropout, just out, but it doesn't have that same reach. Even if you can argue like some of their shows are better than like Netflix's output, you know? Um, but like Dope Sick does feel like one of those shows that like people who watch it do like, and they're like, they're catching up on
1: yeah. and then that Keaton speech. Really? really. Like, <laughs> uh, best movie made for television joys. I'm going to guess when they do this, this one's not televised. I'm just going to throw that out there.
0: They one do one. do a lot of, uh, award announcements like during commercial breaks. Yeah.
1: This they feels like one, one that they that. would, they would shuffle there, but the nominees are come away from, uh, come from away list of a lifetime, the map of tiny, perfect things. Robin Roberts presents Mahalia, Oslo, and Zoe's Extraordinary Christmas. I have no I, idea. i feel feeling like festive, and I'm going with Zoe. <laughs> Same. I think it's a favorite in our odds, too. Uh, the kind of, it's the kind of show that critics really rallied around when it was on mm-hmm. NBC, and then it got canceled. Roku picked it up for a special, and this is what the result was. Sure, I guess. I don't know. I, I, you could tell me any of these would win, and I'd be like, great, congratulations. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I have Zoe as well yeah uh for movie limited uh best actress in a limited series or made for tv movie the nominees were danielle brooks for robin roberts presents mahalia uh cynthia riva for Genius aretha do Maduba meduba for uh underground railroad elizabeth olsen for wandavision margaret qualley for Maid, and kate Winslet for mayor of east town uh kate obviously this yeah. is a good category though but obviously kate for mayor of Easttown. It, it is a good category yeah uh, best Actor in a Limited Series or Made for TV Movie. Uh, Ali Alexander for It's a Sin, Paul Bettany for WandaVision, William Jackson Harper for Love Life, Josh Jackson for Dr. Death, Michael Keaton for Dope Sick, and Hamish Linkletter for Midnight Mass. Michael Keaton, Joyce, Office Sags.
0: Keaton, all the way. Although, I, w- I wish like Paul Bettany, my guy, could win something for WandaVision. He's not going to. No. no. It's over here.
1: <laughs> uh, best Supporting Actress in a Limited Series or... Movie nominees were Jennifer Coolidge for White Lotus, Caitlin DeVer for Dopesick, Catherine, Catherine Han for Wandavision, Melissa McCarthy for Nine Perfect Strangers, Julianne Nicholson for Mayor of Easttown, and Jean Smart for Mayor of Easttown. Pretty competitive category. Julianne obviously won the Emmy. Uh, mm-hmm. Catherine Han was favorite to win the Emmy, and we're all shocked that she lost. I still have Jennifer Coolidge winning for White Lotus. I don't know if that's going to come true though.
0: Oh, I, I think she's pretty safe here. Yeah, Jennifer Coolidge. Okay. She's guess- she's become like the face of that show. Yes. Um, and that it hasn't really won any
1: thing. It hasn't won anything yet. And obviously I think it'll do well at the Emmys and uh, these other shows or previous Emmy seasons. So like there's no real need for them to give it to. I company. also like
0: how vague HBO has been about uh, what she's doing in season two. Like, yeah, we, we've known she was returning for season two. It's supposed to be an anthology at a different White Lotus resort. And then it was just is she playing Tanya again? And then they finally like, via a tweet last week confirmed that she's returning, but they don't say who she's playing Correct. because it's very playing Tanya <clears throat> then at the Emmys, they're gonna have to punt it to probably comedy,
1: yes, which I she could still win maybe a comedy supporting actress. But
0: uh, I mean, that's that's there's more slots there, but it's it's still I think and like kind of wanting him right. Is probably gonna but
1: it would make it more competitive, I'd say, I don't know. best supporting actor in a limited series or made-for-television movie, Murray Bartlett, White Lotus, Zach Gilford, Midnight Mass, William Jackson Harper, Underground Railroad, Evan Peters, Mare B's Down, Christian Slater, Dr. Death, and Courtney B. Vance for Genius, Aretha.
0: I'm going with Mike Ames, Evan Peters. <laughs>
1: Me too, uh, but I don't know. I, this is a fun category. I actually really love three of these performances a ton. Murray Bartlett, obviously, and I think William Jackson Harper and Underground Railroad is amazing. I don't think he's going to win, obviously, but Mer- I feel like Evan Peters would win here, yeah.
0: Remember when Donald Sutherland won here last year for yes. The Undoing?
1: <laughs> He's great on The Undoing. Remember The Undoing? Yeah. What a fun show.
0: I, um, I actually, I, I watched, like, I binged, like, the screeners for that. And I was just, like, this is, like, not, not a like, a great, great show, but it was just easy to watch. So- it was a very, like, 90s pulp like what I've noticed
1: like, is like, that. I've been thinking about this. We've been watching all these shows you mentioned, like the dropout. We watched the first three of, and even Pam and Tommy, it feels like all these shows now, uh, super, uh, super pumped. We were watching, which I love, obviously Pearl Jam all the way. There's just multiple needle drops of Pearl Jam in it. And it's like Wolf of Wall Street for dummies. All these shows a would have been movies in like 2003.
0: A lot of these shows should be movies.
1: <laughs> and then it makes me laugh because it feels like their TV, it's they're like TV f- for elder millennials slash Gen X. It just is funny to me that this is like what the, Yeah,
0: it's it's is. like the Super
1: Bowl halftime show there for us. And it's it's weird knowing you've aged into like TV miniseries slash like TV dramas uh, that your mom or dad probably would have watched when you were a kid. There's really yeah, no like the dropout is just like a TV show. It happens to have an A-list actress who's like an Oscar nominee and like a ton of really talented uh, people behind the camera. Michael Showalter directed the episodes, but it is, it's a TV show. You know, it, it does feel like something you would have watched on ABC. It, it's just funny yeah. to me.
0: It, it like, well, so I watched, you, you didn't finish the dropout, right? No, we only did. So the I, first I watched two. seven episodes. Um, and it's, it's, it's interesting because like, obviously, you know, they do a lot of setup with like her college uh, years back then um, before, you know, she started Theranos, Elizabeth Holmes, we're talking yes. about. And it, it feels like if this were a movie, like if this could have just been a movie and it is going to be a movie with Adam McCain, and Jennifer Lawrence. And it's like that, like those like first three episodes would just be like the first act,
1: basically. I thought the same thing. In a Watch. movie.
0: And then they do a lot of like when you see the rest of the show, like she's really good in it. Um, I and um and alan ruck is also an N. S. like i told you about this like his episode is what like, killed me um what he does in it but it it like it just it feels like they're they're just trying to like extend this because they ordered eight episodes and then i felt that same way about like inventing anna like that was just a a lot a lot of fluff for like the last two episodes were over an hour that was, that's a movie.
1: So we haven't finished Inventing Annie yet, but uh, <laughs> I noticed all the episodes were very long. It felt like a show that was desperate to be 40 minute episodes that they pushed. Yeah, like like, so, so the other
0: thing is, what else did I watch? I watched something else that was, oh, I watched Anatomy of a Scandal. Okay. Perfect run because six episodes and every episode's like 42 minutes.
1: I'm like, love, I love to see
0: that. Love, love to this. See that. And then the other thing, like, Winning Time, i I watched all eight screeners Every episode's fifty nine minutes. I'm like, this is way too long.
1: It's Very long. I was I watched the first. I've only watched the first. I have a thing, Joyce, with the screener. so I got I get some of the screeners. So I got Winning Time, and I was like, I don't have an Apple TV. I have like a Google TV, and there's no app. This is just inside nonsense. But I was like, I have this to is cast, like first problems. <laughs> I have to cast it from my computer to my TV, and it just looks junky. So I was like, I'll just watch it live on my nice TV. It's fine. So I'm watching. I'm gonna watch Winning Time as it comes. Winning Time, great show. Very on the first episode.
0: I I'm I'm I just want like the basketball in winning times, and that doesn't really come until like episode four when they start camp. I'm not really interested in like the the personal backstories, right. which is what they're trying to set up right. in these like early episodes and everything. But yeah, right. I'm just, I'm just here for the basketball. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. But, yeah. So that's that's a preview for Emmy season, I guess.
1: <laughs> that's it. We'll talk more about this the Emmys. Yes. Uh, Joyce, anything else before we wrap up here?
0: Um, I don't think so. I, we'll do BAFTA tomorrow. We we need yes. we need more time on BAFTA. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, gotta look at that. i best level. actress. <laughs> yes, for sure. All right. Talk to you then, Joyce. Bye. Bye. For all things Hollywood competition and award season, head to goldderby.com and follow us on social media at goldderby.